Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi everyone, welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie, your other co-host. Uh, Leslie with a new mic. I I do have a new mic and I hope that it's better. It, it tries me we love it. that I cannot hear myself because I'm used to radio, as I've said before, and I need it because I'm always self-editing in my brain. But I'm, I'm trusting I don't know. Amy. I don't know what you're doing that you can't hear yourself. I, I just can't. I don't know. <laughs> the soundboard I used to have did not work properly, and it messed up the mic. So, again, it is a dream world for me to live in that I can't hear my own voice because it drives me crazy. Oh, but I can hear it. I, re- I have learned to love my voice. I love your voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, so today we have a super surprise for everyone. We're doing Love is Blind. Woo, the pods are open, <laughs> bitches. Guys, I'm obsessed with this show. Like, you can ask anyone who knows me. It takes me 17 years to watch a series. They'll be like, <laughs> oh, have you finished Ozark season four? I'm like, nope, still on episode two. I got through about 20 minutes of it, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, but this this son of a bitch, I watched in two days, the whole thing. <laughs> you finished the whole thing? Oh, I'm done. Oh my god. Okay, so I have to admit something. So, I came into season two of Love is Blind with a bit of hesitation. Because I love season one, but then again, Mm -hmm. it dropped during a pandemic when we were all in lockdown. And I wasn't sure anymore because I kind of forget everything after I do it. It's kind of like Men in Black, that little thing, and it just erases my brain. So I was like, was it good or was it Stockholm Syndrome? So I wasn't sure. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Jessica, yeah, uh, you Lauren mean and Cameron? You mean Messica, <laughs> Barnett, yeah. Amber? Yeah, it so, was good. Yeah, so it was good. So I'm like, okay, let's see, let's see what's doing with season two. And like within seconds, I was like, oh my god, my best friend Nick Lachey obviously <laughs> is here. So I'm in. <laughs> um, I was listening to our buddies Mac, Matt and Jake over at Reality Gaze, and they were suggesting. Lauren and Cameron host next year and that they get rid of Nick, uh, Nick Lachey. And I was like, Leslie is going to come for them. Oh, hell no. <laughs> See, here's the thing. When I say my friend Nick Lachey is because he's my friend in my mind. I have met 98 Degrees numerous times. I've worked with them yes. on different projects and stuff like mm-hmm. that. 
and I freaking love them. And sometimes they retweet me. Sometimes they like my comments. So for me, that okay. is a special friendship. With so Nick them. Lachey is your friend like John Bon Jovi's my husband. Yeah, yeah, okay. But have you met Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi though, have you met him? Um, no. Okay, so no. So Nick Lachey is my actual friend. <laughs> I'm not a homewrecker. Actually, I was always in love with Jeff from 98 Degrees, and he was the one that oh, I connected really? with and interviewed, and okay. so he okay. invited me to the okay. show, and I have pictures, mm-hmm. you guys. Mm-hmm. I have proof. I don't mm-hmm. lie. That yeah, much. we need proof of this. <laughs> we need, just like you gave us Joey on Instagram, which we loved so much, <laughs> you need to give us some Nick Lachey, obviously. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> All right, so we're going to cover today Love is Blind, episode one. We're going to try, maybe we'll get to episode two. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Or it might be a separate drop. It's, you know, it's all up for your interpretation, whatever. Okay, so we're going to start with episode one, the pods are open. Now, I've done the notes on this, guys, because Leslie's like getting a PhD and shit. Like, she's busy. <laughs> um, but they're kind of all over the place because I didn't really know how to structure it until we get to the couples yeah so just bear with me as we go through this and um episode two is going to be a little more coherent because episode one we're kind of meeting everybody yeah and i wanted to say that they definitely impressed me off the bat with the upping the budget because season two is opening up with a Katy perry song i was like whoa they have money Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um they have a lot of good songs mm-hmm. i'll talk about it later they play um, say something at just the right time. Yeah. When someone's getting their heart broken. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> okay. All right. So the show opens with the montage of some new contestants, participants, people like Chastity, 33, who is a curvy woman. Now, I want to I talk about this for mm-hmm. one second. I'm a fat person. I feel like I can talk about this. I, I researched like fat, though. I researched the terminology to high heaven Mm -hmm. and i have i've decided i'm going to use curvy yes okay so curvy so chastity is a curvy woman and let me tell you how excited i was to see someone my shape represented on television Mm -hmm. it was really exciting guess what we never see this bitch again (laughs) i don't know if nick lachey obviously ate her i don't know what happened but she's gone she's gone (laughs) nick and vanessa like have some weird snuff film set up in the back and she has never been seen again. Okay. So she tells us her physical insecurities have always affected her dating, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now we see some other handsome men who we never see again. The dude with the frosted blonde tips. Mm-hmm. Some very, very handsome men who just never show up again. All right. Then Vanessa Lachey and Nick Lachey, obviously. obviously. <laughs> I love how he's leaning into that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the Lachey's tell us dating in the world has become more superficial. And Nick says, this is now a proven approach mm-hmm. to finding love. Is it? I mean, there was one really good couple that came out of it. Yeah, not two. <laughs> Barnett and Amber are not a no, good couple. Just one couple. Like, <laughs> Barnett and Amber are like, they're going down with the plane. It's, it's on the decline. We don't know what's going to happen, but they're going down. Okay. The pods are officially open. No devices. 
They're going to date for 10 days. It's their decision who they see. Those are the ground rules. So Mm -hmm. if you, if you're not watching this and listening to this podcast, I have no idea why you're doing that. (laughs) But for the three people who are doing that out of our six listeners, so they go into these pods, they don't see each other. They can only communicate through sound and through this wall. And then they decide, and you know, what's funny. I was thinking about this. This is exactly what I was saying married at first sight should do. Remember I was saying they should do engaged at first sight and then decide if they want to get married. Exactly. Because this, even the rooms, because they're divided, you can't even see silhouettes. So if you are like one of those guys who wants a skinny mini, which we will meet some. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Then you can't be like, oh, her shadow's too big. No, 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 no. Right. You would never know. It's just the voice. And this is by the producers of Married at First Sight. So I feel like, how could they be so different? How could you get it so right here and so wrong there? Netflix gave them more money. I don't know. (laughs) They must have. So we see a bunch of meetings in the pods, and eventually a few couples start to emerge. So the main players or storylines are as follows. Is it Ayana? Ayana? Yes, Ayana. Yes. Ayana and Jarrett. Ayana is petite, and she tells us that one of the difficulties she has is that she has no butt and no boobs, And unless she is all dolled up, she can look like a 13-year-old boy. She is so cute. She has, a, like, a pixie haircut. So, um, yep. But she is gorgeous. Like, her face is She's, just so beautiful. The thing that annoyed me about this is, in the end, nobody's ugly. No, they're not. No. They're all still really hot people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how, how does this happen? So, Jarrett, 31, is a healthcare consultant. And he's here to find his wife. And last year, he had a traumatic incident and spent a week in the ICU by himself. He was brought to his knees, and he realized in that moment that he wants pure love by his side. Ayana tells Jared she's from Atlanta, and he teases her and said he's from Alaska. So we see that they have this playful Mm -hmm. kind of banter. She is a program coordinator at a surrogacy agency. How cute is that? nice. I like that. She tells Jarrett she wants a big family because she didn't have one growing up. By the way, do you notice Jarrett is spelled like Barrett? Yeah. Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I never saw it spelled that <laughs> Jarrett. way. <laughs> Jarrett. <laughs> so he asks if she's close with her mom, and she says her mom raised her until she was nine and then gave her to her first cousin, and she raised her until she was 18. Then she got kicked out of the house. Then she moved in with her godparents who adopted her at 22. So abandonment issues. Yes. I felt so bad for her in that moment. Me too. So now it makes sense, she, her career, that she's trying to help families come together. Yes. And she says, like, I shouldn't be this put together mm-hmm. for what I went through. And she's right. And she's totally put together. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, she has some issues, but don't we all? Yeah. Right? Okay, so now Jarrett, Jarrett, same person. You know what I'm thinking meeting- real quick? That the probably what? the spelling of this might be maybe it's a combination of parents' names. Sometimes you they do that. Maybe we do. Well, you haven't met his parents yet, but they are lovely. Uh, okay. So okay. it is possible. Okay. okay. So now we see Mallory, and she's a nonprofit manager. I'm gonna go on a limb and say Mallory is fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like she is to me, in my opinion, the prettiest one on the show. She's like Latina. She's like half Mexican. She's beautiful. She's, She's beautiful. Those hair, that hair, so she, the curly hair. I wish my curly yes, hair looked like that. Yes. And she has like green eyes mm-hmm. and you don't see green eyes a lot anymore. So she tells she tells the camera people just don't sit with their feelings anymore and they don't know how to communicate. So now her and Jared are in the pods and he loves sports and so does she and she's like, 
I love drinking beer at a Bears game. And, you know, Jared's like, oh, my God, he's all boned up over this. And then she starts calling him Jared Bear. Jared Bear. <laughs> and he calls her, what does he call her? Mouse. Mal Mal. Mal Mal. Yeah. Mm, it's not good. It's not good. But they seem to hit it off. So, all right. Now we have Mallory with Salvatore, who's like an angel from heaven. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I wrote in my notes, Salvador, the Mexican opera singer who enjoys crying. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> all right. Sal, 31 in tourism sales. He comes from a Latino background. And he says he gets a lot of judgment because he's empathetic and not machismo. Mm-hmm. He, he believes in the importance of vulnerability and he studied opera. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. So he tells Mal that he's from a big Hispanic bubble in El Paso, like my man, Beto O'Rourke, <laughs> <laughs> who I'm in love with. Do you know, <clears throat> Beto is so emo that he literally drove around Texas and like blogged and wrote in a journal all these really sad poems <laughs> during his campaign or just for fun no before Jesus Christ. Oh my God. sign me up sign me up okay <laughs> so a man who's sitting in the corner crying and writing poetry i'm there so she's half mexican and he's all mexican mm-hmm. so they converse in spanish and they bond over their love of la familia and he sings, and Mal is telling the camera, like, I am digging him, <laughs> like, big time. <laughs> All right, then we have Danielle and Eric. What did you think of Danielle, Leslie? Okay, so which one is Danielle? Okay, so Danielle is the one with the long black hair, and she used to be heavy, and she's afraid oh my of God. everything. So yes. when I looked at her and the way, like, her cat, her personality, I was like, she's like Brett. From house from Houston oh, of Married at First she Sight, sort of is she kind of like has Brett. like that vibe. I was like, I love her. Yeah, but I like Brett more. Well, I just met this girl. Let me get yeah, to know yeah. her. But yeah. Brett is still my number one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Danielle and Eric, they love a bottomless brunch. Like, who doesn't? <laughs> is that your thing that's in common? I like food. Um, bread. Yes, that's true. Eric tells her he loves her voice. And she's immediately like, really? I was terrified everybody think I would think I would have an unattractive voice. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here we go. Then we have this this little, like, cut scene with this really annoying girl named Trisha who does not stay on very long. And I screwed everything up, and I thought Trisha was the same person as Shayna. And I was really confused. So Trisha has a huge Instagram following. And she's a real estate agent. And we have a montage of her saying, I have a lot of friends. Like, I'm really good at these pods because I'm so good at my job. And later she's like, I love sex. Like, hangover sex. I'll do anything. I'm always so horny. That's why I, the guys, I also kind of thought that she, they were both the same people because yes. same vibe. Um, I, I do want to say, too, uh, Jake from Reality Gays again called Shake Tom Haverford. Boom! He's 100% right. So, Shake is, like, in these pods with Trisha. And Shake is like, tell me more, tell me more. Like, he is set up to be the horn dog Mm -hmm. of the entire show. Okay? So, he's like, oh, yeah, tell me more, tell me more. Okay. Now, she goes back into the women's bunker. And she's telling Natalie, 
oh my god, all these guys love me. I don't know, this one guy, he really likes me, but he might get vibes that everyone else likes me, because all these guys really like me. Like, she is literally the most annoying person on the planet. Yeah. They held a competition, she won, they put her in the pods, now we need to vote her off the island. <laughs> okay, later she meets with Nick. So, so, so she's talking to Danielle. So Danielle and Nick have connected, but here's Trisha. Now, she doesn't stay around long, but she's going to come in with Nick. And she's like, why are all you guys so excited to talk to me? I'm not trying to sound conceited, but it's like all of you guys are going after me. Oh, and Nick is like, what the fuck is happening? And then she's like, I have a lot of Instagram followers. They see how hard I hit the gym and it's intimidating for a lot of women. Um, okay, now I have written here. This is someone who does not know, because don't forget they don't have their phones. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how to operate in a world where people, like, where she's not connecting with social media. Yeah. Her life is so social she, media, so. Her life is social media. So she doesn't know, so she's, like, spiraling. Because she's not getting that, like, 10,000 likes, 10,000 likes, 10,000, yeah, like, she's she spiraling. Yeah, she needs the reaffirmation, like, constantly. And she curates, I'm sure, as a lot of people who do a lot of Instagram stuff and who are very active on social media, you very carefully curate your image and what you want to post. In this environment, she's just free to be She can't do her. that. Yeah. Free to be me. Not, yes. Not, not pretty. Not, not pretty. I mean, she's she's good so, looking, but I mean, her, her behavior is atrocious. Oh, uh, it's, it's horrible. So she doesn't like to date Leslie because she doesn't want to waste her time and her calories. Yeah, I was, that was a little triggering. There were a few little moments that I have, trigger moments, yeah. I have a question. How many calories does it take to date? (laughs) I don't know. Does it take a cheese plate? Because then I'm good. She's trying to make it seem like she mostly drinks her calories. And she doesn't want to go out to yes. dinner because then that's yes. actually eating and that's going to mess yes. up her, you know, workout habits. Yep. And I have here that because people can't see how hot she is, this is the worst environment for her. Yeah. Because that's all she has. Mm-hmm. So because people can't see it, she has to tell them. Yeah. And she can't come out and say, I'm hot. So she has to just keep telling them that everyone else thinks she's hot in the world. And that I have a following and I work out. So it's kind of telling you, like, look, I'm in shape. I'm in shape. I'm petite. That's kind of, like, how she's getting towards it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So now Nick meets with Danielle again. Nick, they have a a quick little thing with Nick where he's like, holy shit. Like, I'm I'm done with Trisha. (laughs) No. Uh, So now we see Nick. And I like Nick. We see Nick meeting back with Danielle. Now, Danielle tells us she's a former fat girl. And that when she was a kid, she was teased and had has never gotten over it. And that is clear in every way. And I feel her like, you know, we all, I talk about my weight all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I was fat. I was thin. I was fat again, thin again, you know, whatever. So I get she's not she's not ready to be here. Like yeah. she's got something. It really to made her. me sad because I've been in that situation. Like when I was going yes. through my divorce, I gained like a shit ton of weight. And then afterwards, I got my life together, and I, and I lost mm-hmm. weight. And mm-hmm. now, after after I lost the weight, it was like, okay, who am I now? You know? Yes. So it was very yeah. confusing. And I was like, oh, do you guys want to date me now because I'm quote-unquote hot? Because I'm, you know, size four now, you know? or Yes. So it was very and confusing. And I was... I was fat for a very long time. And then when... I was the opposite. When I went through my divorce, I lost a shit ton of weight. Mm. 
And it was like giving me a loaded gun. Like I didn't know how to act in the world, in a world where people suddenly wanted me. Yeah. So it was like, I was just like, mm, having some fun. The dirty sleeping bag, we talked about it. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, like, it's funny because I'll look at pictures of myself when I'm super thin back then. And I'm like, I was so miserable. Yeah. Like, I did not know who I was. It's a whole different identity. She needs to work through all of that. Yeah, I feel bad for her. Um, so she and Nick have good chemistry and she tells him, She's scared. Like, she's just scared of everything. She's scared every other date. Now, don't forget, she said she was scared he would hate her voice. Mm -hmm. Now she's scared that every other date he had is better than theirs. Then she says she's scared they're going to get a divorce. Like, every single person in her family. Like, it's just everything is anxiety. Yeah. So, Nick is also the product of divorce, and they talk about that. And she tells them, she tells him every relationship she had made her insecure. That's a problem. Yeah. You don't need a relationship to validate you. No. A hundred percent. She tells him she lost 70 pounds and she says she is scared to tell people that because they think she, she's afraid they will think she will regain the weight. Mm. I can relate to that. Yeah, that's a fear of mine too. Yes. A hundred percent. It's like, and it's, I was thinking about this because when I had gotten down to my quote unquote lowest weight, but I was still kind of heavy, like I was heavier, I was curvy. Mm-hmm. Um, I That's the first thing I would tell people is that I had lost 90 pounds because in my like sick way, that was me saying, you think this is not fat. Like yeah. that was fat. This is not. Like look, I look good Do now. you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. You're selling yourself. It's, yeah. Yes, it's all out of insecurity and fear. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I feel bad for her. I really do. All right. So Nick says he was a chunky kid in college, but he lost it by getting healthier. God, to have a man's metabolism. Yeah, it's so much easier. <laughs> I just I just decided to start eating. Did I ever tell you my mother said this to me? Why? My mother, when I was talking to her about my book and how I wrote it about food addiction and stuff, she goes, I don't understand why food addicts just don't get addicted to salad. <laughs> <laughs> if only. That's my mom. That's my mom. <laughs> okay. So he's like, you know, I just started making healthier choices. Boom. Then he's like, Danielle tells the camera, Nick can't see me and he has to love me for who I am. So like, perfect. Jackpot. Then he decides he's going to propose. He says she makes him feel calm and content and we see a flashback of their chats and everything is fine, but we do see spurts of her self-sabotaging. Yep. Yep. And she starts spiraling and he's like, just, we see him being like, stop, stop, stop spiraling. And then he tells the camera he's an acquired taste and so is she. So he's ready. Yeah. And then we see him propose and she says yes. It was so sweet. It was very sweet. It was very sweet. Not as sweet. We're on to Shake. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Shake? Okay, so my first note on Shake is Shake is a douche. He's speaking to a gorgeous <laughs> Indian woman, and he's like, "I only date blondes, so will I be able to pick you up at a concert? You know, like wink, wink. Are you fat? <sighs> yeah." He reminds me of again. I'm gonna make a Parks and Rec reference. I ran the douche. The radio. The radio team 
the guy douche. He reminds me of the douche. So you you named it perfectly. All right. So he's a vet veterinarian, and he's asking, like Leslie said, he's asking women things like, "Uh, are you bigger than a bread box? What size are your clothing? Yeah. Can I carry you in a fire? Can I put you on my shoulder? Like, what a sleaze bag." Mm-hmm. And all these women are, like, totally grossed out by him until he gets to Deep Deep, Mm -hmm. who is like, that's offensive. Yep. And I think that just stopped him, right, in his tracks. Don't you think? And then she was like, Deepy, so you're Indian. And she was like, yeah, oh, I'm Indian too, but I don't date Indian women. And I was like, oh, no, don't make her feel bad. And then... I know. I don't know. Then something just happened i was like what is happening something happens but that's in episode two right i don't even know i just know that yeah that's in episode two yeah they just started talking yep they just they just meet here and then in episode two we see this transformation from him Mm -hmm. okay now we meet natalie what'd you think of natalie natalie shane and natalie Shane and Natalie. I'm trying to think who are these people. I'm trying to picture Okay, them. so Natalie is of Asian descent. Oh, yes. Okay, 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 yes. okay. Okay, I know, mm-hmm. I know exactly. So She's Korean, I believe. She is so cute. She's gorgeous. And I was so bummed by, like, the back and forth <laughs> that this douche was doing to her. <laughs> um, Shane is... I feel like Shane is what Jolt Cola would look like if it was a person. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I have a real niche 90s reference for my girl, Leslie, who will get this. Do you remember Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Of course you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the bad guy, the judge, the tune? Yes. Remember at the end when he reveals himself to be the tune and his eyes poke out and he has the <laughs> maniacal laugh? That's Shane. Oh my God. Now I can never unsee that. That is Shane. He's that or he's Jolt Cola <laughs> as a person. Okay. So Natalie tells the camera that because she is Asian, most people assume she would be submissive and quiet and she's not that at all. Then she tells us one time she dated a dude who wore jean shorts and she dumped him. Leslie, would you date someone who wore jean shorts? How short are these <laughs> jean shorts? I don't know. I mean, is his ball, are his balls <laughs> just hanging out of the... Whoa, like a Freddie Mercury style jean short? I, mean, I, I don't know. Mm. Look, if you're eccentric and hot enough like Freddie Mercury to pull off that real short, short jean short, I might give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I gotta say. So she's talking about how she watched her grandfather take care of her grandmother when she got sick with Alzheimer's. And it made her realize that she wants to find someone who loves her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she meets Shane. Like we said, the tune from Roger Rabbit, Joel Cola. They have a nice chemistry. It's really And it's sweet. so funny because we have this little montage of everyone saying they hate his voice. And then she's like, I love your voice. <laughs> And she says, it's important for her to have a husband who can hold his own at work events and networking because she does a lot of that. And she feels like Shane has the right personality for that. And Shane tells her, you're my number one. And they feel the same. Yeah, he like wrote her name on a notebook because they were in junior high together, clearly. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
So now Shane is back in what I'm calling the bro bunker. Mm -hmm. And he tells the guys, they're like, what do you like about Natalie? And he's like, well, she likes me. I know. Guys, if that's the number one thing you could say about your person is you love them because they love you. You might need to process that. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, (laughs) I wrote, he's pretty much on cocaine without being on cocaine. (laughs) He is if cocaine was a person. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Cola. I'm done. I'm done. Kyle says he sounds like Beetlejuice. (laughs) So then Shane says, look, I know I'm a tool. He tells the camera. He's like, I'm an idiot. I know this. He's like, but I'm really compassionate and I'm really deep and I just want to meet someone who, you know, I can connect with. Cut to now he's meeting Shayna, who is Melrose Place era Heather Locklear. <laughs> the boobs, the tiny waist, the blonde hair. Yep. She is not she's not necessarily Tommy Lee Tommy Lee uh you know, Heather Locklear. You mean Pamela Anderson? Right? No. What Wait, what? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who was Heather Locklear married to? To one of the guys from Bon Jovi. Right? Richie Sambora. Yes. Thank you. She is not the Heather Locklear that was married to Richie Sambora. She is not the young 1984 Heather Locklear is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. She is Melrose Place. Very 90s. Heather Locklear. Yes. Without makeup. Mm-hmm. Yes, but she's pretty. I mean, and, you know, boobs, bra- blonde, tall, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She tells the camera physical traction is important. 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 But the inside matters too. So she can date a five if he's a nice guy, but she, you know, she doesn't want to date a ten because you don't want other women after him. Then she says. <laughs> In, in a very, and this just fits with what we learn about her later. In a very assured voice, she says, you know, did you know that the average height of the American man is five foot seven? <laughs> um, I looked it up. That's not true. <laughs> Isn't it five it's, nine? It's five nine. Yeah. She then says she doesn't want to date a hot guy because she doesn't want women, women taking him. And I just wrote, she's a dumb dumb. Shane and Shayna are just two conventionally hot people flirting and getting along. She's working so hard to be the cool girl. She's saying things like important. And she's pretty much like, I'll blow you every single fucking day. Like, okay. And she's like, and I'm we wearing like a crop top and like my pants are so tight. And blah. Mm-hmm, it's like she's mm-hmm. selling sex. That's what she's doing. Yeah. It's, she's trying to be the cool girl. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, whatever. And she's like, are you playful? Because being playful is important. (laughs) And she's telling the camera she's into Shane in a big way. So now we have Kyle. What would you think of Kyle? Construction worker, short, matches with Shayna? Um, Kyle is fine. The atheist? (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. He's just, I get where he's coming from because I did come from a very strict Catholic background. And then at mm-hmm. some point, you do start questioning, like, do I believe in this? Should I follow mm-hmm. this? And you find you mm-hmm. kind of your own way. But yep. I don't know. I don't know why he is attracted to her. Because he hasn't seen her. So it's not like he's like, oh, I just Uh-oh. like the way she looks. Because from what she's saying, I wouldn't be attracted to her. He He's attracted to her because she just, she's one of these women that just oozes sex appeal. Mm. 
Like she just does in the way she talks in the way, you know what I mean? Cause so he walks into the pod and she's like, hello. Or he's like, hello. And she's like, Oh, hi honey. Like she's one of these. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, Shana. Oh, I love how you say my name. You say my name. Very good. Okay. So they flirt. They have a few good laughs. Her dad is a contractor. So she knows his world because mm-hmm. he's a contractor. Then she does the, you work so hard. I respect that. Like, I'll have dinner ready for you every night. And da, 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 whatever. <laughs> Leslie's face was perfect. <laughs> Guys, Leslie. <laughs> you just gave the biggest stink eye. You just lifted one eyebrow and you're like, ugh. Yeah, right. Was she trying to date Olajuwon? Come on now. (laughs) She reveals she was engaged before, but God said no. I don't even know what that means. And neither does Kyle. (laughs) Kyle's like, what? So she said the dude was super controlling and she called off the wedding 40, 40 days before. Okay. Now... Shane and Shayna again. Back to Jolt Cola and Heather Locklear. So Shane tells the camera... Shayna matches his energy. He tells her he wants to get deep into her emotions. So he starts, Leslie, with, what are you wearing? Yeah, because that's how you know. <laughs> how much, you know, the inside of a person, you have to remove their clothes to get to it, to get to their heart. I yes. have the grossest sentence. Guys, lower the volume if your kids are in the car with you. <laughs> she says she is on a crop top, top and he comes in his pants. <laughs> Basically. Because he's like, oh, like, he's physically, like, stretching, like, ugh. Yep. It's gross. Okay. So now they have the, how much would you want to have sex? Leslie, how often do you think Shayna, Heather Lockler here, wants to have sex? Oh, I know how often she wants to have sex. How often? Every day. Every day? Every of course, day. every day. Five times of a course. day, if possible. Five times a day if she could, guys, because... That shit never gets dry. She's always into it. She's always ready. Five times a day. Yeah, not painful at all after, you know, a big old romp. Now, you have a full-time job, correct? I do. You are also going to school. Mm -hmm. You have two podcasts. (laughs) Where would you schedule five sex sessions into that? Jesus Christ. (laughs) That would be... I would have to call out sick a few times. (laughs) Like, who has time to have sex five times? Well, Tinder Leslie had a lot of time. She was drunk. So she made the time. She made the time. She made the time. She had a mission to trap a man. And that was her mission. That was her mission. If it took ten times a day, she made it. So now Shane is saying he wants this wall to go away. And he just wants to jump on her. Like, he just... That's it. My dog, I don't know if you hear this banging. I heard the banging. He picks up his toy and just drops it on the ground. He's frustrated with this why. conversation. I don't know why. <laughs> so Shane tells the camera, with Shayna, it's sexy and fun. But with Natalie, it's playful, but it's also serious and deep. Mm-hmm. So then we see him go back with Natalie. And he tells her his father died a few months ago. And it made him stop and realize life is short. And this is what he wants. He wants his mom to see him get married. And he's looking for someone to challenge him and make him a better person. And then he does the heart with the notebook Mm -hmm. and says, Natalie, you're my number one. And she tells the camera everything is so great with him. And then Natalie goes back and she tells all the girls she is Shane's number one because that's what he told her. And we just do 
Dun, dun, dun <laughs> on Heather Locklear's face. Okay. Now Heather Locklear and Shane are meeting. And she says, I heard you propose today pretty much. I heard you told Natalie she's your number one. And Shane's like, slow down there, sex bot. Um, I want to keep dating you both. And she's like, whatever. And he goes, anyway, what are you wearing? Yeah, basically. Oh, my God. <sighs> Jesus Christ. And do you, do you get the shot of him just chugging the little mini bar bottles? Yeah. Yeah, and jacking off. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Somebody needs a blue light in those pods. Ew, no. Ugh. All right. So now we have the big incident of episode one is what I'm calling it. It's the only plot point. Shane walks in and he says hello and we hear a voice say hi. Now we know it's Natalie. Yeah. He says, is this Shane? Ah, oh, good. That's who I was hoping for. What are you wearing? Natalie just sits there stunned. Yeah. And there's a long silence and she goes, this is Natalie. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> now he immediately proceeds to gaslight her. Because he's like, what? What? You think I'm a dick? You think I'm a dick? That's messed up. I mean, you're dating other people too. Are you okay? Is this going to derail us? Like, if this derails us, then maybe this wasn't worth it. Yeah, I did not like that at all. The way he tried to flip it on her. Like, dude, you fucked up and you revealed yourself that you really are more into Shayna. And you showed a side of you that you don't share with Natalie. Because you're like two different people. Correct. I'm telling you right now, that would have turned me right off. Yeah. Like, I just would have been like, oh, you're asking. Like, it would, it's, it's the equivalent of shake, right? Mm-hmm. Being like, what size clothing are yeah. you? Mm. So he says he's done and he leaves and he storms back to the men's quarter and announces his departure like it's an airport. Yeah. And then the episode ends with Nick and Danielle preparing to see one another. Yep. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, guys. So now we're moving on to episode two. Love is blind episode two, love triangles. And what we could do is we could do three and four together, too. Okay, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. That's what we did, remember, when we were catching up on... Yeah. Okay. So we pick up right where we left off, and it's Nick and Danielle. They see each other, and I think they're pretty excited. Yeah, what do you they think? are. They, like, have an embrace. They're, like, excited. She says she's whitened her teeth, like, ten times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And he's wearing socks with his dog on them. Now, do you have socks with Joey on them? No, I just have my generic Chihuahua socks. 
If anyone is listening, if you love Leslie, <laughs> you know what to do. You know what you to know do. You know what to do. Okay. So now we have Jarette, Barrett, and Ayana. And they're talking about moving in together. They're talking about sex. And Jarrett says he's very affectionate. And Ayana's like, I'm not. Like, I'm not into kissing. And saliva freaks me out. When she said the saliva and enzymes and all that, I was like, oh, oh. I don't want to kiss someone ever again. That was so gross. Yeah. I'll make out with anybody. <laughs> you have I a like husband. Making out. <laughs> I like making out. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's it's good. To me, it's very sensual. Guys, come at me if you like making out with people. <laughs> come at Amy if you want to make out with her. <laughs> now taking applications. Now taking okay. applications, yeah. So Jared tells the camera his number one changes every day between Ayana and Mallory. Like he cannot decide. Later, Ayana and Jared discuss traumas. And Ayana tells him she was sexually assaulted when she was 17. And she says, and I love how she phrases this. She says her heart has healed, but the body remembers. There is a book about writing trauma called The Body Remembers. That is so good. Yes. And she says it makes her very selective who she is close to. Understand. And I get it. Yeah. Yep. Jared confides in her that he almost died a year ago. Now, do you know, do you, did you get this story? I thought when he first said it in the first episode that he almost died, I was like, oh, it might have been COVID related because of mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. But then it's like a violent, like a toxic friendship or something. Yes. What the Guys, hell? it was, so imagine, like, I'm hanging out at Leslie's mm. house, and we're like, I want to cover uh, Love Island. <laughs> no, or Temptation Island. No, I don't. Yes, I do. We get into it. We start hitting each other. <laughs> and I pull out a knife. Leslie, <laughs> Leslie pulls out a knife and guts me like a deer. <laughs> like, stern to stem or stem to stern. That's what happened. It is so upsetting to me. He is, like... Because there's two traumas there, mm-hmm. right? There's the trauma of the injury, and there's the trauma of someone you trusted yeah. doing this almost to you. Almost killing you. That's almost oh like, my God, like he blacked man. out, and he just wakes up, and he's yes. like intubated, and yes, awful. I mean, I don't know. I My heart just broke for him and in Ayana that moment. Ayana really cried. Like, she really felt she bad. Did. She did. She did. And he's he's really honest with her. I do have to give him credit because of what we see later. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, I give him credit that he does say to Ayana in this moment, I have made a connection with you and I've made a connection with Mallory yeah. and I'm torn. I really Like he never hides that from her. That, yeah. Yes. Somebody else yep. would have been like, no, it's just you and me, baby. Yep. Yeah, like Shane. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So now we see him, Jarrett, with Mallory. And it's a different tone mm-hmm. to their relationship. Like, he calls her Mal Mal. She calls him Jer Bear. He's like, I had a dream about you. You were getting fitted for a suit, and I was watching you. And he's like, you know, I'm really developing feelings for you. What kind of ring would you like? She says, gold, traditional. That's going to come back in the future. Put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. He asks her if he, she has ever thought about what marriage would look like between them. And she says, yes. And she says, if you turn me on through conversation, I'm not worried about anything else. Then he tells Mallory, <laughs> he is a typical millennial, because he has a full-time healthcare job. He resells sneakers. <laughs> he's a traveling hookah business. And he's a barber. <laughs> yeah. Jack of all trades. Master of I'm none. I'm like, dude, you do you. 
Mal says she's a homeowner and it's an investment. Mm -hmm. So she says, she tells the camera it's important to explore every person. And I'm scared and I'm emotional. So Mallory and Sal now meet up and they play Never Have I Ever, which is dumb because they can't see each other. Exactly. And haven't we learned from Married at First Sight, you never play that game. You should never do that. Because <laughs> what's it going to lead to? It's going to lead to Never Have I Ever had a threesome with a mom and her sister and, you know, some Isaac. Exactly. <laughs> so, so things get a little frisky. She's like kind of bragging about her sexcapades. You know, I've had sex in public. I've had sex with somebody of the same sex. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done this. I've done that. Sounds a little more conservative. And they bond over tattoos they have, which represent their families. Later, they meet up again. And he plays her a song on the ukulele. And I was like, my head exploded. <laughs> I mean, you want me to make out with you? Just pull out a guitar it, of any well, kind. Was a ukulele. Any stringed instrument. <laughs> okay. Any stringed instrument. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is so cute and cheesy at the same time. That's what I thought. It was so amazing. And I just wrote, I would drop my drawers for him in a second because I'm an old lady and I say drawers. Drawers. No panties, los panties. (laughs) No, I need to to learn how to say something better. So now we see Natalie and Shane again. And Natalie tells Shane she's still super upset over what happened. She doesn't want anyone else, though. If it's not him, it's no one for her. He tells her he fucked. He he plays this right. He's like, I totally fucked up. I'm going to focus on you. You're it. He gives her a rose. He can't give it to her. He leaves yeah. it on the table. She finds it. And he then asks her to be his exclusive girlfriend. Yeah. And I noticed so, the yeah. pattern about um, a lot of these different guys who are courting more than one woman. Their behavior with the, the different women is fascinating. I know. I know. I could watch this all day. It's like, why are you acting like this with this girl and not like that? Because yeah. we just saw Jared tell... Um, Ivana, like, oh, Ayana, you know, I got stabbed. I almost died, blah, blah, blah. He didn't share that with Mm -hmm. Mallory. Nope. So it's like, what is happening? It's so fascinating, and I I get so annoyed that they take us out of the pods in three episodes. Like, I want more of that. Mm -hmm. That's the interesting part of the experiment. Anyway, okay. So Shane now heads in to see Shayna, Heather Locklear, who apparently has gotten wind of Mm -hmm. the fact that Natalie is his girlfriend. She confronts him about being committed to Natalie, and she's like, I'm not going to play second fiddle to anyone. Especially, what was the, who was the other siren on Melrose Place? (laughs) Kimberly Shaw was the crazy person, right? The one that shaved her head. Dr. Kimberly Shaw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was the nut job. And then you had Allison. I vaguely remembered that because I was more of a 90210 girl than Meryl's place. Then you had, well, of course, so did I. <laughs> then you had Joe, right? Was her name Joe? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to need to re, to brush up on my Melrose Place history. <laughs> but I just remember Heather Locklear was like the landlord and she was like, I'm so hot, I'm just going to be the landlord. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> and then you had Jake. Jake was the hot one, the boy. I just remember, mm-hmm. like, a lot of pool fighting scenes. There was a lot of pool fighting scenes. There really was, yes. I need to watch that again. <laughs> okay. So, she he asks her if it's over, and she says, yes, 
It's over. I'm, you know, you have a girlfriend. I'm done. And she's like, but I still adore you. Oh, and I'd still blow you every night. Bye. Click. <laughs> and she, she runs out the door, basically. Whenever I'm quoting someone, just assume basically is always involved. Yeah. Now Shane tells the camera, Shana is a fantastic person and I may never see her again. And that's it. You never it's saw done. her to begin with. Bam. No. <laughs> bam, bam. Okay, now we're back to Shake and Deep Dee. Mm-hmm. Deep Dee tells the camera, Shake places importance on the phys- physical, which is upsetting. But we have such sing- similar life experiences that we are bonded. So now we see them go in the pods, and she has decided to confide in him that she's lost a bunch of weight, mm-hmm. close to 70 or 80 pounds. Now, I feel like her telling him this is different than when Danielle told Nick. Yeah. Like, I feel like there was some context for Deep D to have this conversation with him. Maybe they were talking about his comments. Yeah, probably. Probably. I think that Danielle, it came off more like, oh, I used to be fat, but I'm not fat anymore. I'm decent looking. It was was like born from a place of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So he really starts to realize what a douche he's been. Now we see this transformation in Shake. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm the only one in here asking these women these disgusting questions. Why am I doing that? I never saw anything like this. Yeah. Like, I was so captivated by this. Somebody in real time de-douching. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. He says he felt ashamed and embarrassed that he asked these questions and he's remorseful. And then he says he was really chubby growing up and he had a lot of body issues for himself. And he would compensate by being with someone who was in really good shape. And he's like, is this a reflection of my own body image issues? Like he was literally having a moment right in front of us. And the answer is yes. Yes, it is. Thank you. The answer is yes. Yes. He said, maybe I have more demons in that department than I thought. I, I've, I've grown to love him. I love him. Never thought I would. Um, he tells her she is so confident and strong. And the way that she handled those questions was amazing. Yeah. So she admits she has had her own issues with confidence. And she tells him she sees a future with him. But she was waiting to see this. Mm -hmm. She's like, I was waiting to see you be vulnerable before we went further. So later we see them talking kids and just gushing on one another. And then we see later Sheik decides to propose. He says, when coincidence seems too convenient, I prefer to call that fate. Yeah. And I've never met someone like her. She makes me feel some type of way. And he gets down on one knee and proposes. And she accepts. Now we see them meet later. Yeah. And he is like totally enamored with her. He's grabbing her ass. He's like, holy shit. Holy shit. You're so hot. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then he touches her feet. Did you see that? Yes. And that was so cute because then she explains that in Indian cultures, because they had that discussion, like women are supposed to touch their husband's feet as a sign of respect or something. And the fact that she said she wasn't going to do that for him and he wasn't expecting her to do that for him, but that he did it to her meant a lot. And I was like, this is so sweet. So sweet. So sweet. And then he grabs her ass again. So, you know. (laughs) And then they're making out on the couch Mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm going to get you pregnant. Like, it's (laughs) aggressive. Yeah. It's like, calm down, dude. (laughs) So, all right. So they're done. Out of the pots. So now we see Shayna, Heather Locklear, and Kyle, mm-hmm. the construction worker. 
Shayna admits to the camera that she still hung up on Shane, but she backed off because of Natalie, and she says she's kind of digging Kyle right now. 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 Sure. They have a conversation where they bond over college being a waste of money. Okay, fine. That's fine. Yeah. Even though I work in higher ed. As do I. I. Have three college <laughs> degrees. I still believe in it greatly. But there are um, many, 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 many people who college is not right for. Yeah. And that's and fine. And vocational um, arts is perfectly yep. fine. And trade school, that's perfectly fine. We need that. Take a shot. My husband's one of them. Yeah. He's a carpenter, didn't go to college, you know, whatever. We need more of those, too. And we should yep. encourage that as well. Yes. So that is fine. What what happens there is fine. But then she asks about his faith and he tells her he's an atheist. And she is like hardcore Christian. Mm -hmm. Like she's like looking for a faith leader. Mm -hmm. Like she is hardcore into this. And then she's like, why are you an atheist? And he's like, I believe in science. And she says, religion is science. Okay. It's literally not. <laughs> it's it's a book with suggestions and, and, and fables about how you should live your life, but um religion is literally the antithesis to science. Uh, one is a belief system, mm -hmm. one is a proven system. Yes. Two different things. You can believe whatever one you want. You but can two different believe things. both because you can believe sure. in a higher yes. power and believe in actual yep. science. You you can yep. you can have faith. hundred percent. 100%. She says, he's resistant. He says, I'm resistant to brainwashing. And she's like, I think you are brainwashed. And he's like, I could argue the same. Mm -hmm. Then she says, let me guess. You believe in the Big Bang Theory. And he's like, do you believe in evolution? She's like, no. And he's going, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> he's like, what? Are you kidding? This is a joke, right? Like, I'm on punk here. This is not real. And he's like, you're never going to change my mind on this. Like, evolution happened. Mm. And she says, I'll pray for you. When people say, I'll pray for you, and that says they're kind of dismissing you. Yeah, it's a, it's a fuck you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he says, you know what? I kind of knew this was too good to be true. And I think this just grounded me. And Kyle tells the camera, nope, I hate religion. Okay. <laughs> So later, allegedly, so later, basically, basically, later, Kyle has a complete change of heart. That and was And is like, random. I think I can marry the Christian. Why? <laughs> he says she gets him and she makes him feel loved and she puts up with him. They walk in the pods. She sees the ring box. Now she starts, did you see the panic? Yeah, she was like mouthing like, oh my God, oh my God. Like she did not believed that there was a ring box there and she did not acknowledge it until he brought it up yes 100 percent. so she's freaking out and he's like she says to him i have a question for you our core values are different does that scare you mm -hmm. and he says at this stage in my life i will never find a person who checks every box and she says and she's correct but these are really big things yeah that's very big yeah it's like, okay, maybe you're going through and you're like, oh, well, you know, he's a die Like, he's really into capitalism. And I think I hate capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe you can find some kind of common ground there. If he was, you cannot find common ground here. If he was, like, spiritual or agnostic, saying, sure. like, oh, sure. I don't know, but you never know. Then maybe it could work. 
But he's yes. just straight up like, no, this is bullshit. And she's like, no, this is yeah. my way of life. So why would he, why would she say anything? Uh, she went against her gut. Yeah. She totally went against her gut here. So he proposes with his mother's ring. And she waits quite a while mm-hmm. before saying yes. And she looks like she's like having a bowel movement and saying yes. Like, uh, okay. She doesn't put it on. Did you notice that? <sighs> It's bad. Now we see her later. She's all dressed up. She's crying in her confessional. And she says being engaged again is tough. And she doesn't want to make another mistake. So that's where we leave her. And she's doing shots of Jim Beam. <laughs> that's always a good sign. Now we end with Shane. Okay. So Shane tells the camera he developed feelings for two people. He liked Shana a lot, but she never asserted herself. She never even told him how she felt. Natalie was assertive and made him feel safe and grounded. She's fun, but they also have a much deeper connection. I mean, if you took a shot for every time they said deeper connection or deep connection, you'd be loaded. Yeah, no. So first, Shane goes in to visit Shayna, and she tells him, before you can even start talking, I have something to tell you. I have very deep feelings for you. He's like, what? And he starts freaking out. End of episode. That pissed me off. Were you dying? I was like, oh my God, you <laughs> trifling, good for nothing, little bitch. Yeah, I got mad yep. at her. Yep. So that's that's where we stand. So who are you liking? What are you feeling? Well, right now I'm really into Shake and Deep Da, like uh, Deep D. Yes. I, I Deep didn't D, yep. think I would be because Shake w- came off so like awful. But when he saw her, genuinely, the smile on his face and him saying like, holy shit, holy shit. Like he couldn't, like he was pinching himself. He was so enamored with her. And it was just yes. such a beautiful gesture that I was like, okay. And their parents, I'm guessing, I haven't seen, you know, any further. I'm guessing might like the fact that they're both from the same background. That might that might work. I think so. Because one thing I left out is they do say neither one of them have dated an Indian before. Exactly. They both dated blonde white people. Exactly. Right? So I think the family's gonna be very, very happy. Oh my god, her family will be thrilled. His too. <laughs> They're both gonna be thrilled. So yes. yeah, I can't wait to see what happens with them. I, I have faith in them. What are you thinking about Jarrett? Do you like Jarrett with Ayana or do you like him with Mallory? Or do you like Sal with Mallory? I think Sal and Mallory might have a better connection. I like Sal and Amy. Archer. And Amy? I was like, there's an Amy? <laughs> there is now, bitches. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like Mallory and Sal together, too. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I like Jared and Ayana together. Yeah, but you don't want to be second fiddle, though. She's going to be second fiddle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, and what about Shane? How are you feeling about Shane? You know, I came around to him because at first I was like, don't be that guy. Because when he called um, Natalie the wrong name and he really yes. stuck his foot in his mouth, I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. And all that, like, what are you wearing? Mm-hmm. But Shane, I think even more than Shake, really transforms. Yeah. And kind of grows on me. It's interesting. Okay, so um, I guess that's it for one and two. Mm-hmm. Do we have? Let's do a winner and a loser, shall we? Oh, that is going to be complicated. 
Okay, let me think about mine. So we didn't talk about Nick and Danielle either. What are your thoughts on them? Nick and Danielle. Nick and Danielle. I'm trying to think of them. Who are they? <laughs> They're so boring. They're the first couple we saw get engaged. Oh, that's She's why. the insecure one. Yeah. Well, Danielle, I like her because of I relate to like the body issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they really seem to like each other. I, th- I think it could work, but she might could work. get in her own way, though. She might. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say my winner for this episode, hands down, is Mallory, who was the recipient of a serenade by Sal on the ukulele. <laughs> and it was amazing. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Do you have a winner? Um, at this point, based on the first two episodes, I am going to go with, hmm, let me see, I'm thinking. You know, I love Natalie. I loved her because she was sincere and then she immediately kind of was like, cut the bullshit. Like, what are you doing? Is it me or are you playing? I'm not here for anything else. And I respected that. Good pick. I really like her. My loser for these first two episodes is Trisha, who (laughs) went away with her Instagram followers. Oh my gosh, she was obnoxious. Is she your loser too? Yeah, she is. She's just... Guys, (laughs) somebody somebody shared in one of the groups that she shut her Instagram down. Oh. Probably because she had like 5,000 followers and didn't want anyone to see it. Yeah. I don't know. And maybe the content isn't that great. She doesn't want to get bullied. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, guys. So we are closing the pods. Mm -hmm. Pods are closed, obviously. Obviously. I'm Amy, obviously. And I'm Leslie, obviously. Leslie, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Well, you can find me on the gram at Sinister Girls. Check out our newest episode with Liv Warfield. Amazing. She actually was in Prince. Prince, as in the Prince. His band. Prince. Okay. She sang background vocals for him. And, like, it was an amazing interview. So fun. Check that out. And, oh, yeah. So let me brag a little bit. So Ooh. I posted on our little Instagram story that I got to be on Bitch Sesh. So it's a Real Housewives podcast with Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider. And they were at Town Hall in New York City. And they had Sonia Morgan, who's a New York housewife. Amy does not know about the housewives. Nothing about them. And so they bought outfits from them, and they were going to wear it to the show. But because the quality of the (laughs) clothing line (laughs) and the sizing was so off that they could not themselves fit into it. So they asked volunteers, and I volunteered, and I wore one dress, and I sashayed across that Broadway adjacent stage wearing a Sonia Morgan original. It's pretty exciting. And it was it was lots of fun. So if anyone has video of that, if you were there and you catch my grand entrance, because I stomped that runway like I was a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race, like Darcy and Stacy. No, like RuPaul's was Drag Race. Was one in the background like? No, 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 no. I I watched Top Model growing up, and I okay. watched RuPaul's Drag you know Race. I know what to do. I you know, know what, what to do. do. <laughs> I have no idea what to do on a runway. I was actually in a fashion show for J.C. Penney's bridal when oh. I was ten. Oh, as a flower and I wore girl, a little flower girl oh, okay. dress. Yeah, because it was like you're not gonna be a bride. <laughs> yeah, no, I was not. I was not a child bride for J.C. Penney's. 
All right, so I'm at Gen X This Is Why. You can find me over there. We're covering Little House on the Prairie. It's me and my sister. We do 80s movies, um, shows about the 80s. Like we did the Challenger special that was on Netflix. We did um, The Crown season four. Like anything that touches on the Gen X childhood, mm -hmm. we cover. And we're also, we're going to do now to a note. I told you this, right? Yeah. I'm so excited about it. We're in season seven of Little House, trudging through. <laughs> Eventually we'll get there. Um, and also you can catch Leslie and I yes. when we're hosting our regular series, Married at First Sight, which we, you know, are so happy. And Chris has defeated the end boss. <laughs> and now we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So we're there. Yeah. And this is All right, Six guys. Degrees of Reality TV, by the way. In case you yes. just found us because we were talking about Love is Blind. Yes, we do cover Married at First Sight. And, you know, it's kind of a dumpster fire over there, but we love it. It's ours. It's our dumpster fire. I love it. And we're happy with it. Yes. All right, guys. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.